الحمد لله رب العالمين العاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على المظلمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue going over and looking at some of those things that we utilize to recite over ourselves for Ruqya. Some of the things that we recite to medically treat ourselves by way of Ruqya. We spoke about Surah Al-Fatiha and this is from the greatest thing by way in which a person could treat themselves for medical treatment. The Fudilat al-Shaykh, al-Shaykh Abdul Razak, bin Shaykh Abdul Zahsan al-Abbad, Hidhumullah Ta'ala, he goes on to mention, he says, He says, and from that which the sick individual could recite upon themselves al-mu'awwidat or the what is called al-mu'awwidat and these are the last three surahs of the Quran the last three surahs of the Quran he mentions he says a قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقُ and قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ that these three surahs then they are from that which an individual who is sick or suffering from an ailment they would recite over themselves by way of it and the hadith that comes bearing this can be found inside of Al-Bukhari Al-Muslim. As it comes, في الصحيحين عن عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها وأرضاها أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا اشتكى that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he had an ailment this is what is understood and meant here that when he had an ailment, when he suffered from something, right? That he will read upon himself. And this is something, again, that I want to stress. Is that if you are sick, you have an ailment, then read upon yourself. Read upon yourself. Don't think that Rukia will be something that is reserved for someone else to come and read on you when you're feeling sick. But rather read upon yourself. As we find 
this was the way of the Prophet that he would read upon himself. Because as we mentioned, all medical treatment, then this is a means. This is a means by way in which an individual he seeks for yeah, to treat that particular ailment. But the cure, the cure is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The cure is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is a must, it is a commitment that we connect ourselves to the one who cures the disease and not the means by way in which the disease is cured. That we connect ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you get sick, read on yourself. Ma'am, recite upon yourself if you are sick. Regardless of what that sickness is, whether that is a sickness that is a sickness, yani, uh, like a like an ailment that ails you, that, that 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 you're suffering from, or whether that is a sickness that is linked to evil eye, or a sickness that is linked to the jinn, magic, so on and so forth, recite over yourself. Recite over yourself. As Sheikh Abu Dayan, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned that from the importance of reciting the Qur'an daily, from the importance and from the benefits of reciting the Qur'an daily, he said is that it will cure an individual from those type of ailments that uh, may stem from magic or that may stem from the evil eye and things of this nature, that it will help an individual. Naam, that it will help an individual. And bit by bit, as they recite over themselves or as they read the Quran daily, bit by bit, whatever is afflicting them from by, by way of magic or evil eye or envy or things of this nature, then it will slowly dissipate until it goes away altogether. Naam, it will slowly dissipate until it goes away altogether. Also, another important point <coughs> to mention is that uh, is as Sheikh Sulaiman al Ruhaini, he mentions is that when an individual is doing ruqya upon themselves, reciting upon themselves, right? Or if an individual is reciting upon others, because also from the medical treatment, if we treat ourselves by way of it, then we want to treat our loved ones also by way of it. So we may have small children who are sick and they're suffering from whatever it is they're suffering from. So it is important that in addition, to whatever they may be taking from medicine, other yani, forms and types of medicine, that we also recite over them. We, offer, we also recite over them. Because reciting over a child who's suffering from whatever type of sickness, right? Will it hurt? No, it's not going to hurt, right? But if anything, it'll benefit. But as the Shaykh he mentioned, and this is the point, is that uh, depending upon the ailment, reciting over it may take a very long time. He said it may take hours, constant reciting for hours, before you see an effect. Depending on the strength and the degree of the ailment, it may take a long time. And then depending on the strength and the degree of the ailment, as Sheikh Mabaz and others from the Mashaykh and the ulama they mentioned, you, it may take just one time you read it and it's done. Maybe two times it's done. Maybe three times it's done. Naam, depending on the strength. Also the ulama they mentioned that the ruqya is as strong as the raqi, Meaning the iman of the rati, naam. So that also has a bearing to it. But the the, the, the the takeaway, what I want everyone to take away from this is that don't think that you recite for yani, 35 seconds, 40 seconds, and then you don't see nothing. Okay, that's it, it's done. No, it's not like that. 
You have certain people who claim to yani, be raqi and so on and so forth. They recite two, three minutes. Oh, the individual fine, no change. Hey, what do you mean? It may take a long time before you have an effect. It may take an hour, it may take a half an hour, it may take 20 minutes, right? Um, and especially when it comes to jinn possession, I know this is a little bit off topic, we'll be talking now, but still within topic, right? <laughs> it's all interconnected, right? But with certain degree of the jinn and so on and so forth, some of them are stronger than others, some of them more slick, more slide than others, and so on and so forth. It may take time before you wear them down and then you see the physical effects. So if a person comes and recite for two minutes, oh, it's fine. And then they leave. What happened? Nothing. Nothing. You may have to recite for a while. Then you start seeing the effects. The jinn gets worn down. It gets beaten down. That shaitan gets beaten down, worn down. Now you start seeing the effects after some time. Right? Um, so it, it, it's important. And and we have time. Inshallah ta'ala. We would like to go into the... Uh, the conditions for the legislative uh, and some of these things will be uh, mentioned in more enforced or, or uh, reinforced and emphasized upon but in any event it may take time so if you're sick with the ailment and you're, and you're doing upon yourself then don't think it's going to be you know two, two three minute type of situation it might or it might not as the Sheikh Suleiman said it may take hours it may take hours. Now, but back to this, the Prophet وسلم, as our mother Aisha, عنها, she mentioned, and the Rasulullah that when he used to have a, a issue, right? When he used to have an issue, something was ailing him, and he would read upon himself. He would read upon himself. Another point that comes to mind when looking at this is that, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to Islam and guided us to the Sunnah. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to the way of the Salaf al-Salih. Alhamdulillah, we say we are from Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. Naam. Alhamdulillah, we say that we are Salaf. Naam. Alhamdulillah. Right. But it's not just reserved, yani, the whole of the situation is not just in you making that claim. The whole of the situation is not in you just verbally articulating that thing. I'm Salafi. Okay, play it. Okay, play it. Okay, play That's the end of it now? Just because you said it? That's it? <laughs> of course not. Uh, if we are striving to be upon the way of the Prophet wasallam, then this will enter into all aspects in, in, of our life, meaning that we should be earnestly striving to imitate the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We should be striving to imitate the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because when we read through the biographies of the Sahaba, wasn't this their way? They used to try to imitate the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This was their way. Whatever they saw the Prophet sallallahu doing, they should strive to do it and be like the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, this was the way of the Sahaba. Okay, we say we're upon the way of the Sahaba, but then in so many facets and aspects of our lives, we have no problem being totally contrary to the Prophet Wasallam. What kind of selfie is that? What kind of ethity is that? Right? What kind of Sunni is that? We should be striving our best to be upon the way of the Prophet Wasallam in all aspects of our lives, because what? Is it going to hurt you? Striving to imitate the Prophet Wasallam? 
something bothers you, you get an ache, you get a pain, you start reciting over yourself, does that hurt you? Does that hurt you to imitate the Prophet No way, it does not hurt you. It's only good for you. It's everything is upside for you. It's all benefit, and no matter how you look at it, it's benefit from every way, shape, and form. So how can we not do it? How come this is not a concern in our mind? How come we are not striving earnestly to, to, to really try to be like the Prophet And then, People have the audacity to say that there's no change inside the community. There's no change inside the community. The Quran and the Sunnah is not affecting you. So you think the problem is in the Quran and the Sunnah? No, the problem is in you. You're the problem. You're the problem. Because you're not truly submitting to it. You're the problem. Because you're not any opening up yourself to it. You're the problem. Because you're not doing what you know you should be doing. You're the problem. Because you're doing what you know you should not be doing. You're the problem. You're the problem. Right? The Prophet if he were to be bothered by something, then he would read upon himself and ma'awidat. And he would he would spit on. Right? Remember we explained it's not it's not a blow and it's not a spit, it's in the middle. It's, a, it's a, like a light spit with some spittle inside of me, inside of it. Now, he was spittle. For let me shed that but when his sickness became more increased, now this is our mother Aisha, she's explaining. Kuntu when his sickness became increased, she said, then I will recite upon him. Naam. And then I would wipe him with his hand. And then I would wipe with his hand. Meaning that our mother Aisha, she would wipe the Prophet, she would recite, but then she would wipe the Prophet using his hand. Right? Using his hand. Now, this shows the importance of what of, of, of a properly understanding situation. So now a person come and he say, okay, so if a person is incapable of reciting over himself because the sickness has increased, right? So then I recite over that person, spit to inside of his hand, and then take his hand and wipe over him, and then that's when the sunnah because of this hadith right here, collected by Bukhari Muslim. Right? No, it's wrong. It's wrong. Why? Because if you go on and read the end of the hadith, our mother, she mentioned, Because I was hoping what the barakat that's in his hand, the barakat of the hands of the Prophet The barakat is in the hands, that was in the hands of the Prophet So that's why she would utilize his hands as opposed to her hands, because his hands are better than her hands. That makes sense? No. Okay. Right. So, if you're reciting over your child, for example, and you go to do this, the who hand you want to use to wipe over your child? Your own hands. Your own hands. Right? Because is there barakah in the hands of your child? <laughs> right? But these things are, no, it's not. But these things are very important. Because from the things of Tabarak seeking barakah from something is that what? Is that we only seek barakah from that in which Allah SWT has put barakah inside of it. It's very important. It's very important. Now, we know the Prophet 
he was he was blessed and he's the promise of him. So inside of his hands now is barakah. Right? But there are things that have a high status in the deen of Al-Islam, but it's not like that. We don't we don't seek yani barakah, we don't seek blessings from him. Right? So the Kaaba, for example, the Kaaba is has a high status in the deen of Al-Islam. High status in the deen of Islam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made the Kaaba rubbing it a source of the attainment of barakah. So if a person rubbing it, hanging on the door, and all these things that you see happening, it doesn't benefit a person. It doesn't benefit a person. Right? You know, you have certain yeah, the fixtures there in the haram and things of this nature, light fixtures, electrical posts, and so on and so forth. Yeah, there was a person, it was like rubbing on it. And you know, you have the guards there, you know, reminding the people, calling the good and forbidding the evil, and, you know, reminding them this, this type of stuff. And a guy was rubbing a lamppost looking for... So the guard told him very simply, it's a lamppost. What are you doing? It's a lamp. <laughs> Subhanallah, it's just a lamp. If you were to rub the Kaaba itself, Allah Ta'ala did not make that a source by means in which a person attains barakah. So now what do you think about a lamp? It's just a lamp. Right? So it is, it's incumbent that we, 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 we realize and we understand the likes of these things. Why? Because... Not understanding these things, that it will weaken your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what we don't want. We want to strengthen our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Strengthen our dependence upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is incumbent that we realize that we understand the likes of these things. But in any event, the hands of the Prophet yeah, they had barakah inside of them. So she would use his hands to wipe. Now, there comes a good question. Now it comes a good question. Comes another hadith and Aisha or Allah Ta'ala anha and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yanfuhu ala nafsi fi marad fi marad alladhi mata fi bi ma'amudat that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to and this hadith also is here in Bukhari that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he used to uh, spittle upon himself yeah, I mean, he was he, he was put on his hands and wiped himself during the sickness from which he passed away. Yeah, and he doing it, uh, and he would use a mu'awidat. Yeah, I mean, he would use the last three surahs, or as they say, the kuls, right? The common uh, phrase. He would use these. This this right here shows you that when you're dealing with a particular issue, you have to look at all of the hadith inside of that particular affair. All of the ayat inside that particular affair, meaning all of the texts as related to that particular affair, to come to the proper conclusion. Because if you were just to read the first hadith in which we had read, right, where the Prophet ﷺ, he, he, yani, he would uh, uh, read upon himself the, the last three surahs, and he would, yani, he would wipe over himself, you don't get a clear description on. How was this wiping? Like if you wanted to imitate that wiping from that hadith, you, you can't, you don't have the description. You don't have the description, right? Um, so in this other hadith that, 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 that comes in uh, Sahih Bukhari, when our mother narrated this, it says, But when the sickness became really strong upon him, then I will spittle, yani, and then wipe him by way of them, by way of them, 
right? And it, 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 it refers to them in the the uh, the feminine, the behind. Why? Because it's referring to his two hands. It's referring to his two hands. وَأَمْسَحُ بِيَدِ نَفْسِهِ لِبَرَكَتِهَا لِبَرَكَتِهَا And I would wipe him with his own hands due to their the, the barakah, the blessings that were inside of his hands. Naam? The uh, first, uh, the uh, the one who was listening to this hadith from our mother, who was taking it from our mother, he asked her, "Kaifa nanfu? How did the Prophet used to spittle and wipe over himself? How did he used to do that?" Because again, just from what was mentioned, there's no specific description on how that is done, right? So he asked, and how did he used to do that? How did he spit over himself? قال, يعني, uh, well, the narrator, يعني, well, this hadith, يعني, said he asked, uh, we should say, said he asked. He asked, not our mother Aisha, but one who was uh, in the chain of hadith. How did the Prophet used to spit over himself? He mentioned, he said, كَانَ يَنْفِضُ عَلَى يَدَيْهِ ثُمَّ يَمْسَحْ فِيهِمَا وَجْهَ He said that the Prophet ﷺ, he used to spit on the side of his hands and then he would wipe his face. He would spit on the side of his hands and then he would wipe, wipe his face. No. What did he do before he recited or after he recited? After. After? Okay. Yeah, after. Sure. Now, now, this is just... In the, in the description as relates to this particular incident. We have other hadith where the Prophet will wipe more than that. Right? Other hadith where he will wipe more than that. So, right. Everything he could reach from his butt. Like at nighttime, before going to bed. Right? So, again, this also is important because by way in which we're able to identify that there are different ways of doing things depending upon what you're trying to accomplish, depending upon what you're doing. Right, depending upon what you're doing. So in the case of a person who is sick and he's suffering from a sickness, then there is a benefit, there's a benefit that they spit on inside of their hands and then wipe their face. Why? Because they're already sick, they're already ailing from whatever is ailing them. So it becomes easy now to utilize his treatment as opposed to every time they're trying to wipe over everything. Does that make sense? Okay, the face in the front of the body or just the face? In this, in this particular narration, for this it says his face. His face. Now, so here, this gives you some benefit in a, in, in a way of treatment. Now again, there's more than one way of treating, as we're going to come to see with Ta'ala. This is just a way. So this is something that you will put inside of your arsenal, put inside your medical bag, right, as a treatment when dealing with certain treatments. Now, so you're able to utilize this and then wipe over your face. But then there are going to be other ways, inshallah ta'ala, we'll come to see uh, that you will do when it comes to uh, reciting over, over yourself. Now, there comes, because a person, remember before we mentioned, we said that, you know, recite over your family, recite over your children, and so on and so forth. Person, they say, okay. 
We see the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam recited over himself. Now, we see the hadith where the Sahabi recited over the, uh, the chief of that, of that village. Right? But what's the, what's the proof to recite on your family? What's the proof to recite on your family? Well, if Sahih Muslim, Alha, the side of Sahih Muslim, on the authority of Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala anha, qalat, she said, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا مرض أحد من أهله that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when one of his family members would get sick what did he do? نفذ عليه بالمعوذات then he would يعني نفذ he was fiddled upon them and read, and read over them the the quotes the last three swords the last three swords so this is a proof that what if someone in your family gets sick and you recite over them you recite over them. Now, does that mean you don't also seek other types of medical treatment? No, not at all. Seek it all, it's fine. Right? But this is something that we should be doing because this is something that a lot of people, this is like a, it's like a, an abandoned sunnah with a lot of people. It's an abandoned sunnah with a lot of people. You don't see them doing it. You don't see them doing it. Now, subhanAllah, how many of the mothers, when the child is, 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 is colicky or the child is suffering from, uh, you know, something that's bothering the child and so on and so forth and they rock the child and they sing to it. They rock the child and sing into it. Wouldn't it be so much more better to recite over the child? Wouldn't that be better? Of course. Of course it'd be better. Man. On YouTube, they have nine babies. They play the Quran itself. They have a compilation of it. They played the music for the law. It started crying. It's like that's running. I love it. I love it. You see? So we remind you, yani, every one of these things, because these are things that are forgotten. These things are forgotten, uh, yani, Sunnis. And these are things that we need, though. You know, it's very important. As communities, we need them, especially, especially when dealing with communities where um, we have a lot of blue-collar workers. Communities where a lot of the jobs that are allotted to us don't have good health care. We're living in a country that, yani, Allah musta'an, Allah musta'an, the, the healthcare system is just horrible. Horrible. For simple things, they charge you an arm and a leg that you can't even afford it. SubhanAllah. Right? This is like, it's like the ultimate distortion, I mean, SubhanAllah. Right? So, with this type of situation, and brothers not having healthcare and so on and so forth, and not having access, uh, access, not having access to certain uh, medicines and so on and so forth, then this becomes very important. Imam Ibn Qayyim, what happened? When he was in Mecca, remember, in the, from the last uh, uh, sitting, and he got sick and he couldn't find any doctor, he couldn't find any medicine, they didn't say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, suffer. No, he recited Fatiha over himself. He utilized that as a treatment. Now, so if a person doesn't have, can't get access to whatever it is they, they need to get access to, in addition to still trying to get access to it, recite over yourself. Recite over yourself. These things are very, very important. But they're things that we're not benefiting from because we're not utilizing them. We're not utilizing it. Now, على كل حال وقولها الشيخ عبد الرزاق يمشي وقولها بمعوذات. What is meant by معوذات? He say, أي الإخلاص والفلق والناس. نعم مدخلة سورة الإخلاص معهما تغليبا لما اشتملت عليه من صفة الرب. He said, and it, يعني سورة الإخلاص is entered into them. 
يعني because of that which it contains from the description of our Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَإِن لَمْ يُصَرِّحْ فِيهَا بِضَفْضٍ يعني تعويل He said even though it is not explicitly mentioned in it the expression of seeking refuge Right? Because a lot of people, and this is important that I mention it, and it's important that the, the Shaykh mentioned. Why? Because when people hear Mu'awidhat, they automatically go to those surahs that begin with Qul A'udhu. So they'll say, Qul Al-Nas. But he mentions that no, also Ikhlas, is all, you should also enter Ikhlas into it. That is also a part of it. Why? Because of what it has in it from the description of Ar-Rahman. What it has in it from the description of our Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You also enter it into it even though you don't find in it the expression, I seek refuge in the Lord of. That makes sense? Nah. وَقَدْ دَلَّ الْحَدِيثِ عَلَىٰ عِظَ شَأْنِ هَذِهِ السُّورِ and الثلاث and there comes the hadith يعني they come and يعني in this hadith it points to the tremendous uh, status of these three chapters وَأَنَّهَا رُقِيَةً and that barely these are a رُقِيَةً وَشِفَاءً and these are a um, uh, a cure these are يعني a, a, a means by way in which an individual he would look for and seek for a, a, a cure Naam. But the one who provides the cure and grants the cure is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala is the one who cures the, the one who have become sick. Naam. That these are a cure. These are a cure for disease by the mission of Allah. Or sickness by the mission of Allah. And there are many ahadith that have come that speak about the, the status of these particular verses. That shows the high status of these particular verses, or these particular chapters. For Surah Al-Mu'awidatayn, and Lahuma Ta'thirun Azim. And then now the Shaykh is restricted talking about the last two surahs. Yeah? He said that these two surahs have a tremendously powerful effect. He said, and especially if the sickness emanates from uh, magic and from evil eye, in the, in, in the like of that. In the like of that. I want to stress this, and I want to stress this again and again and again and again. A person think somebody put magic on them, right? A person think somebody put evil eye on them. Oh, it's the aim, it's something, right? And especially a lot of people, they just, everything is the aim, everything is sicher, right? you know? Everything. And sometimes that's the case, and sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it's the case, sometimes it's not the case. But in any event, when the person gets this, it's, it's sihr, or maybe it's ain. What they start doing? Anybody know Raqi? Anybody know Raqi? I know Brother Sons, so I think he's Raqi. Let's bring him here. Let's do this. Let's do that and that. Why? And they give you recited over. Okay, now, may take Brother Sons, so, yeah, Allah, I don't how long to make the arrangements to get his plane ticket, whatever, to get his, you know, gas towed, whatever the case may be. And now, days go by, weeks go by. So what, the person is suffer? Because you wait on brother so-and-so to come inside? The person who's afflicted can recite itself? You were concerned by his time recite? Does your family recite? But you wait on brother so-and-so. They suffering. Brother so-and-so, he's going to pick him up from the airport. He's going to be here, don't worry. This is what he got to do. SubhanAllah, what is this? What kind of father is you? 
You understand what I'm saying? It's like if your child needed some, I don't know, some cough medicine. You need child needed some cough medicine. You're gonna tell your baby, oh, just be patient. You know, be patient. The brother, brother gonna go to Walgreens and he be back in three days. You're like a fool. People look at you like, what kind of father is you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Do it yourself. And you have the ability to go do it yourself in, in, in a more expedited time frame. And you're gonna move away from brother so It makes no sense. Really, it makes no sense. Because if you're doing that and you and you, you know, acclimate yourself into that type of thinking, then what is it really about? You think brother so-and-so got some kind of recitation that's gonna come and just knock it out because brother so-and-so is just like that? What, 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 I mean, what, what's, what's your understanding about this brother? What's your understanding about how this thing works? What's, what's, what's wrong with your connection between you and your Lord? Right? So whether brother so-and-so is alive or dead here or not, does that have anything to do with who gets cured and who doesn't? Not at all. Not at all. And what's the proof of that? Is that people was getting cured before brother so-and-so was born and people would be getting cured after brother so-and-so was dead The brother so-and-so don't cure nobody. Right? So, anyway. So, Sheikh, the last two surahs on here is, is, is in our Bible. Right? What we were talking about, right? The last two you were talking about? No, these last two here are the last two in the Quran. Fall of the Nas. Now, this is the one, this is one that, what the Sheikh is mentioning right now about Fall of the Nas. That Surah to Fall and Surah to Nas, they have a tremendous effect, especially if the sickness is due to magic and evil eye. Now, if it's due to magic and evil eye, tremendous effect. Tremendous effect. Also for healing in general, also for healing in general, all types, because the Prophet when he was sick, he would he would use them too, right? But especially if he's dealing with magic. Tremendous effect. Now, so the point is, is that this is the type of medicine that it only has an upside. There's no there's no bad side effects. You know what I'm saying? Like you you have the pharmacist ever sit there and, 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 and read to you the side effects over some something that your doctor had prescribed you? It makes you scared because you read them side effects. You say, "Man, that's worse than the, that's worse than the thing I'm suffering from." <laughs> For real, right? You read the side effects. You're like, "Man, that's, them side effects is more serious than why I'm taking it." I just had eczema. You talk about it may shut my kidneys down, cause temporary blindness. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm, you know, Subhanallah. I'm supposed to take that and risk all of that just to just so my skin clear up. Eternal. Eternal bleeding, you know? your tongue might fall out. A lot of that, yeah. No way, I'm, I'm okay. You know, but that's what happens when you know people playing around with chemicals, all this type of stuff. Because see, the reality of it is, and this is why these things are important. And 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 and, and as and as Muslims, we have to, you know, we really have to take ownership of, of our situations. You know, and this is the reality. Just like. Yeah, you mentioned from the hadith of, 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 of those Sahabi who came here actually, they could stay and say no, so they went to their own thing. You have to take ownership of your situation. You, you trust in these people as if these people have your best interests in mind. They do not have your best interests in mind. It, 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 they make more money off of treating your sickness than they do off of giving you something that they think is going to uh, cure your sickness. You understand what I'm saying? They make more money. Because if, because if you cure a person's sickness, right, we're taking a step back now, but if you cure a person's sickness and you say, okay, this costs $5,000, right, this red pill, $5,000, but then whatever you're suffering from is gone, for, that's it. They can only get $5,000 per patient. But if I treat you now and it only costs you 15, no, $19.99 a month, <laughs> but you have to do it for the rest of your life. 
They're going to make a lot more than $5,000 off you. So now if you add the exorbitant prices that you know, they, uh, Major Pharma, they, they, they're charging people for stuff where this, this, this one little prescription, $300 a month, $500 a month, $1,000 a month, so on and so you got some that are thousands a month, 18,000 a month, or 18,000 a regiment, a regiment is three months, for one person. They make more money treating sickness than they do curing sickness. So if you think that their best, they have your best interests in mind, they really wanna see you get better, you are a fool, you are a fool yourself. So you're going to trust these people or you're going to take ownership of your own situation. That's why I was stressing that the Muslims need to be getting into the likes of these things to take this away from these individuals. Now, of course, I <laughs> won't be able to practice in America. <laughs> right? But, inshallah, to Ali, the Muslims will benefit. The Muslims will benefit. And the people who's around will benefit, whatever that case may be. FDA probably not going to approve it here, but, you know, it is what it is. Right? No. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no number. However, however many times that remember, the is is something that could be one or two times, or something that could be over and over and over and over and over again for long periods of time. Nah, there's no, there's any. Right, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mention. Right, it's just, it doesn't mention any, 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 any set number in, in, in these, but in these particular narrations. Right, for these particular treatments, again, there, there comes certain narration that you say certain things certain number of times. It's very specific. So that, this, this, this is what I want. I want to build your arsenal. I want to build your arsenal. So, if you, so if you take it for, for example. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, 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 it's like incense, right? You got ibuprofen, you got acetaminophen, you got naproxen, and so on and so forth. These are different types of medicine, have different benefits and you know side effects, whatever. But the point is, is that um, I want to give you different things. You can you can use this in this situation, use that in this situation, that in this situation, right? Um, so it's not one, it's not a, 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 a one fit all type of thing. Um, but they come from very specific things. Going, as we're going to see in Shalom Tal, there's going to be certain things that you, you recite. Certain things you spit on side of your hand, you wipe your face. Other times, you put your hand on the source of the pain itself and you say certain things. So they're different things depending upon what you're dealing with. You know, depending upon what you're, you're, you're dealing with. But as relates to the last, as relates to the last two uh, surahs, Remember when Uqayyim, he mentions, he has, a, he has a tremendous book that, that, that deals with the last two surahs. But in the Muqaddimah of that book, he mentions, um, he says, He said that the speech upon, remember Uqayyim, he said that the speech upon these two surahs, these two chapters, and the explaining their tremendous benefit, their tremendous and outstanding benefit. And I want you to understand, I want you to listen to what Imam Al-Qayyim is saying. Because these are surahs that the vast majority of the Muslims know them. Yeah? The vast majority of the Muslims know them, but I don't think we appreciate them because we really don't understand their importance. Imam Al-Qayyim, he says, And the extreme need he said that we need you know, the, the, the very strong need for these swords. And then, and then the imam, he stepped back. He said, well, he said, no, rather, 
الضرورة إليهما. Right? He said, and how we really need these surahs? No, no, no. How these surahs are necessary. They are a vital necessity. A vital necessity. Now, something that you need a lot is tremendous. But a vital necessity is even more than that. So he said that these are, we need them a lot. No, no, no. Rather, they are a vital necessity. Now, listen to, how he, listen to what he says. He says, he said, and no one could ever be free of needing them. No one could ever be free of needing them. He says, He said, and that these surahs, they have a specific and tremendous effect on repelling magic, repelling evil eye, and the vast majority of evil things. Now, this is tremendous. Why? Because when a person utilizes uh, these sorts to repel magic, repel evil eyes, so on and so forth, how do these two sorts start? What is that? So he. It's Tawheed. What type of Tawheed is that? What category? Rabb. Rububiyyah. Naam. Qul a'udhu birabbin nas. Malikin nas. The Lord of mankind. What kind of Tawheed is that? Asma'u sifat. Ilahi nas. The only one who is worshipped. The only one worthy of worship by the human beings. That's what? That's the three categories of Tawheed right there. The Quran in with, start with Tawheed, middle Tawheed, end with Tawheed. Kitab Tawheed is Quran. Naam. So, this is what repelled magic and evil eye. But now the Shayyaqeen, they come and they give you a little blue hand with an eyeball inside of it. They call it the hand of Fatima. The other Fatima. Right? I don't want to get that name from, but whatever. But we know it's not, it's, it's nothing, it's shirk. A talisman. You're using a talisman to repel evil eyes, so using shirk to fight <laughs> shirk. <laughs> huh? SubhanAllah. You see how the shayateen play with the human being? You see that? You see how the shayateen play with the human being? Person gets sick because of some kufr, some shirk, some sihr. Naam? And then they tell you, oh, you want to cure sihr? You shirk. <laughs> makes no sense. It makes no sense. But how do you but how do you destroy it? You destroy it from what? Tawheed. You destroy it from Tawheed. Naam? So that these particular surahs, then we need them because they have a special effect in, in getting rid of in, in, yani, the evil eye, magic, and the yani, and all of the rest of the evil things. And that a person's need to seek refuge in Allah utilizing these two surahs. I want you to listen to this because I, I, and, and you, it's really not understated. If we understand the need that we have to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evils uh, of the shayateen and so on and so forth and the, and the, and the, and the things that may, yeah, that, that may harm us, then we need these two surahs. The, the shaykh he mentioned, you remember the point he mentioned, he says that that the, 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 the need of the abd to seek refuge in Allah, utilizing these two surahs, is more great 
is greater. Now, manhajatihi is greater than his need in a nafas, with ta'am, with sharab, with libas. He said, is a, he is in more need of seeking refuge in Allah by way of these two surahs. He needs that more than he needs to breathe, than he needs food, than he needs drink, than he needs clothing. Do we really understand this? Listen, check this out. Sheikh Baslan, ta'ala, mentioned something beautiful. Beautiful about starting your day and ending your day by making the afkar. By making the afkar. Because from the benefits that a person gets when he starts his day from, from his afkar, is that their protection from the shayateen. The protection from the shayateen. Do we think that shaytan, that these shayateen, they take a break? Do we think they take a break? No. The war is on, the fight is real. They coming at you every day, like it or not. They're coming at you every day, whether you remember or you forgot. It doesn't matter to them. They fighting every day. Now, if you move, you come out your house every day and somebody is sitting there and he got a stick. As soon as you come out, he got a stick and trying to hit you. Are you ever going to come out your house slipping? Are you ever going to come out your house? You're not armed. Ever? Never. Are you ever going to come out your house? And Okay, we saying a stick. Maybe something more than a stick. Maybe it's a bat. Maybe it's a machete. Maybe it's whatever. You're going to come out your house and you're not armed to the teeth? You understand what I'm saying? The SWAT team, when the SWAT team go inside places, they go inside places of high hostility. It's, it's potential high hostility. It might be, it might not be. They don't know. Might be a person with a 22, might be a person with a, with a, with a paintball gun, might be a person with an AK, might be a person with a rocket launcher. They come in the same way. They don't care. You got a fake gun, they come in, in the same way. Strike. Why? Because it's a potential harm. It might, you, they might get hurt. Do they come in half stepping? No, they come in body armor, you know, they come in with the shield, they come in with all the, you know, all the bells and whistles they got at their disposal. Their paramilitary gear, they come in strong. They come in strong because they know what they might encounter. Okay, you know you're definitely going to encounter it. And then you get up and you run out and you don't and you don't you don't you don't you don't make the victim of the of the morning and of the evening. Sheikh Raslan he said, Antimalum. He said, You're the blame. He said, don't blame nobody but yourself. If something yani, uh, uh, bad happened to you, because he shall got one over on you, he said, don't blame nobody but yourself. He said, because you was the one that was foolish enough, and I'm paraphrasing, you were the one that was foolish enough to come out his house blazing and brazing his chest without being armed. He didn't come out with your weapons. And then now something bad happened to you, he said, blame yourself. You didn't make it, you didn't make it bigger. You didn't make it, you didn't, you didn't say it thought. You didn't say you have God, so blame yourself. Now, so when we understand that the fight is real like that, then we understand that what we need to, we need to grab our weapons. And our weapons, and from the greatest of, of, of our weapons, is what is these last two swords. And then he went into great death, given tafsir of these two swords with tremendous, outstanding benefit uh, 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 that was derived, the points of benefit that were derived from it. Um, this is an encouragement for all of us to learn Arabic so we can have access to books like this and, and we can read through them, um, you know, so that we can benefit bin ta'ala. So we can benefit bin ta'ala.
also from those things that we utilize, and this one we're going to see some more specific uh, ways, is what? And from that which the sick, with the sick person, he uh, utilizes to recite over himself for medical treatment. And that which is, comes authentic in Sahih Muslim. Uthman ibn Abi Aws. On the authority of Uthman ibn Abi Aws, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, أَنَّهُ شَكَى إِلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَجْعَنْ يعني وَجْعَنْ فِي جَسَدٍ بُنْدُ الْأَسْلَمْ That he complained to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم about a pain he had in his body from, a, from an ailment huh? he, had, he had a pain in his body from an ailment that he had since he became Muslim Since he accepted Islam, he had this pain in his body Now you know pain is of two types You have a pain that is general and you have a pain that is localized now the pain that is general is that you know it hurts Right? You say, what, what's the matter? It hurts, I'm, I'm in pain What's in pain? Everything It's a general pain, you can't, you can't specify it Right? It's general but, it's, but, a, but a localized pain is a pain you can put your finger on What hurts? This, right here Right here hurts Right here, right here hurt? Little to the left? No Little to the right? No Right here, it hurt right here It don't hurt here, it don't hurt here It don't hurt, it hurt right here that's a localized pain. That's a, that's a pain that you can put your finger on. Nine. So for this type of localized pain, there's treatment. There's treatment from looking. For localized pain. For when, he, when he mentioned this to the Prophet, he said to the Prophet, he said to him, he said to him, he said, put your hand on the, on the place that hurts you in your body. The place that hurts you, Put your hand on it. Put your hand on it. Naam. Waqul and say, Bismillah thalatha. And say, Bismillah three times. You say, Bismillah, how many times? Three times. Naam. He said, Waqul, seven marat. And then seven times you say, seven times you say, A'udhu billah. A'udhu billah. Wa'udhu billah. Then you say, I seek refuge in Allah. I seek refuge in Allah and in His ability and His might from the evil that I find. And this is for what? Again, a localized pain. So now we know if, if, if your child or your wife is, is suffering pain and it's, and it's localized, they can put their finger on it. Then, what would you, then in that case, what would you want to do? Put your hand on that area. Say Bismillah three times, and then seven times. Seven times you say A'udhu Billah wa Qudratihi Masharri Ma Ajidu wa Uhadiru. That I seek refuge in Allah from. I seek refuge in Allah in His uh, uh, might and ability from the evil that I find wa Uhadiru. The evil that I find, wa uhadiru, and I'm not translating that for a reason, because that's one of the things that maybe is due to my, my weakness in English, where I don't think the translation really gives it like credit. Yeah, you, you know, it's, you lose you lose some stuff. But inshallah ta'ala, the Sheikh explains it, so we're going to benefit more from it. Now, this is very important because certain headaches also are localized. 
Certain headaches are localized. You got certain headaches that radiate on one side, some on the other side, some here, some there, the different type, but some are localized. Now, if you have the likes of this type of pain, put your hand on it and you say this, now, seven times. The statement, from the evil that I find, from the evil that I find, meaning from the, this pain that I find, from the sickness and from this this aching, this you know, this this pain. Right? and from the uh, 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 the evil that and the evil that I'm fearful will strike me from that. Right? So from what I find and also from what I fear may come as a result from the ailment that is here. Naam. Meaning that which I'm scared of and I and, and I beware of it. I'm scared of it and I beware of it. Naam. Because we know that certain sicknesses they lead to other things. Certain sicknesses may lead to other sicknesses and other ailments. Naam so the Shaykh he mentions he says, Wahada Ta'awuf Min al Waj'i huwa fihi in this, and this is why you see yani, the, the, that which was taught to us by the Prophet is, is, is the best of what can be utilized, and this even applies yani, for, for dua in general. The best dua in general is the dua that was taught to us by the Prophet because the, the benefits that come from them, they are far more reaching than what we may come to say from ourselves. Right? So you want to benefit more. Because in this dua, you're seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the sickness that you actually have at this time. And you're also seeking refuge in Allah from whatever sickness that may come about stemming and emanating from that sickness that is present right now. So you seek refuge in the sickness that you got right now and the sickness that didn't even come, didn't even hit you yet, but may can come from this sickness. So that's, I mean, that's subhanAllah. Naam. Aw, yatawakka'u hasoolahu fil mustaqbil. Or a sickness that you may get afflicted with in the future. So the sickness that may, that, that, I, that I find right here, that which may, which may emanate from it, or a sickness I may get in the, in, in the future. Maybe unrelated. It encompasses all of those things. Naam. Wa min thalika tafaqum al-maru alladhi huwa fihi and, and from this, yani, what he is taking precaution, he is uh, seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the sickness that's in him to increase and to become worse. Right? He's seeking refuge in Allah from the sickness that he has from increasing and becoming worse. So he's asking Allah to remove it and not to let it get worse, not to let the sickness escalate inside of his body. And this happens a lot when the people they get afflicted with a sickness. Is that what? And subhanAllah, on this point, that a person is afflicted with a sickness, and then that sickness leads to other sicknesses. Remember, we were talking about that the, the, these pharmaceutical industry they want to keep you sick? That's the reality. They want to keep you sick. A doctor will prescribe you medicine for diabetes, right? Or for high blood pressure, knowing that an extended use of that medicine will damage your kidneys. They know this. 
that you use this benefit, it's a toxin. They put all this other type of stuff inside of it, whatever, right? They know you use this for an extended period of time, you take this 10 years straight, it's gonna destroy your kidneys. But once your kidneys get destroyed, it's okay, because I'm gonna prescribe you something that help your kidneys. But the thing that help your kidneys might mess this up, might mess your liver up. And so on and so forth. And then when it mess your liver up, then we going Treat, we're gonna give you another prescription and we're gonna give you with this. And that's how you see the old people, they come in and they got like 40 pills they take every day. You, you understand? Because they give you something that's gonna make you sick with something else, then they treat that sickness that's gonna make you sick with something else, and they treat that sickness to make you sick with something else, and here you now you went to the doctor because you had one sickness. You take your prescription, now you walk away, you got 10. That sound like your friend? <laughs> nah, not at all. That's your enemy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when you make this du'a, you're asking that Allah SWT, He cured that sickness, and that He doesn't allow the sickness to lead to another sickness, and He doesn't allow that sickness to increase. It's benefit on top of benefit on top of benefit. The Shaykh he mentioned says, because how many people they get sick with a sickness? Yani fa'innahu qad. Now, that they get sick with a sickness, وَقَدْ يَنْتَابُهُ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْقَلَبِ They get sick with a sickness, and then that sickness, it, it, it subsequently increases. It subsequently increases, right? Uh, to which, yani, that person, he, he's, uh, he becomes worried because of it. Yani, تَخَوُّفًا مِنْ تَزَايِدُ الْمَرْضِ he becomes worried, he becomes, he has stress and anxiety because he's scared that sickness is going to increase and he gets even more sicker. Now, وَفِي هَذَا الدُّعَاءَ الْعَظِيمَ الْتَعَوُّرُ يَعْنِي تَعَوُّرُ بِاللَّهِ But inside of this hadith, then there is a seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. So in this hadith again, when the pain is localized, you can put your hand on it, on the general area of it. Then you put your hand and you say three times, Bismillah. And then seven times, you recite the following dua, A'udhu Billah, wa qudratihi min sharri ma ajidu, wa uhadiru. That I see refuge in Allah, and with, and with His might and ability, from the evil that I find, meaning the pain that I'm finding, and or the sickness that I'm finding, and uh, yani from that which may emanate or, or, or from that sickness becoming increased or leading to other subsequent sicknesses based upon stemming from the sickness, seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all of those uh, things. And then the Shaykh bin Allah ta'ala, he goes on to mention a tremendous, uh, uh, a tremendous piece of medical treatment that, that the angel Jibreel Alayhi sallam, he talked to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam one time when the Prophet sallam, he was uh, suffering from an ailment that the angel Jibreel he taught the Prophet sallam, to say this next uh, uh, dua as it comes in the Sunnah from Sahih Muslim on the authority of Abu Sa'id al Khudri. But inshallah ta'ala we'll say that uh, to the next class. Uh, if I die tonight and don't get a chance to come back, uh, it won't be no more next class. But inshallah ta'ala, my beloved brothers and, and, and my beloved colleague and my beloved elder, um, we'll teach it to you inshallah ta'ala.
نعم إن شاء الله تعالى ونتيجة بإذن الله تعالى فنكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا